We don't have a band to play intro music, but there's a mime in the studio and he's trying to decide what instrument to pretend to play. Hello and welcome to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis 2. That's right, not the original Josh Davis. I'm a clone of Josh Davis who has uh, decided to take over the show while Josh Davis has a little vacation. Welcome to the show. We've got a great show coming up for you. Two very special guests who will be on. But first, for those of you uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, this is the season two premiere of Real Movies, a show where I sit down with some very real guests and talk about some very real movies. That's right, both the guests and the movies are real. They're not made up on the show. They're real people and real movies. Coming up on the show, I've got a great guest uh, who, from what I understand, is a documentary filmmaker uh, here promoting his new documentary. Very excited to hear more about that. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bill Fence. Hey there, JD. Can I call you JD? Uh, JD, too. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with just JD. I uh, appreciate, appreciate you having me on the show. What's, uh, so you, you wanted uh, to tell me about some documentary? Well, I, th- I thought you wanted to tell me about some documentary. I have written here that you are the documentary filmmaker who uh, created Rage Against the Machine, the documentary. To flying foxes about uh, documentaries, you might be referring to my uh, New York Times worst-selling memoir, Page Against the Machine, in which I lay out the, uh, all the different ways that machines are going to lead to humanity's inevitable design, uh, inevitable demise. But uh, actually, uh, if that's what your producer told you, that's what he told you. I, I, I just gave him a, a fifteen-dollar gift card to Applebee's, and he said I could come on here and and uh, spread the truth to you and all your viewers. So I appreciate you having on, me on and uh, getting in the corner of uh, good old uh, flesh and organs, baby. So you bribed my producer? Bribed is such a harsh word. I, I encouraged monetarily. Okay, so why did you want to come on a show about movies uh, if you are not in any way involved with movies, but instead have just written a memoir? That's, I guess, my first question. Well, because everybody in today's society is relying on the one thing that's going to kill them, and I need to let them know any way that I possibly can. Your viewers, oh, good old JD, I'm here to save them, and I'm here to save you, and frankly, you should be thanking me. Uh, we'll see about that. We'll see. Uh, I have yet to decide whether or not I will be thanking you, but... uh. I, guess, I accept your apology. Talk a little bit about whatever this, you said greatest danger to, to everyone. I guess go ahead and talk a little yes. bit about that. That is the computer. Everything that is wrong in the world is because of computers, and it is my life's mission to rid the world of every single computer that exists. Only then will humanity be truly safe and able to flourish like the good lord up above intended us to be anything you can think of wrong with the world give me one thing i guarantee you computers they're at the heart of it so it's just like computers in general it's not like social media or like it's just computer social media without a computer jd come on think with your noggin 
Right. No, I, I get that. I just, I guess, I mean, I, th- I guess, I just thought it would be something more specific than just computers. Well, you thought wrong, and that's the computers brainwashing you. The easiest war to win is one in which your enemy doesn't know they have to fight. You won't fight against anything that you don't think is there, and that's how the computers sneak their way into your lives. They latch their claws into you, and they don't let go until the sweet release of death. Okay, um, wow. So, what exactly is it that makes you think computers are so bad? The the easier question to probably answer is what ways are computers not bad? I mean, if if you can think of it, computers are ruining it. Global warming, for instance. Like, you know how laptops get kind of hot at the bottom when, when they're on your bare legs? That's the cause of global warming. It's that heat getting out into the atmosphere, and then that's why, like, we got penguins dying in the in the Arctica and, and everything like that. Hunger. Everybody's playing a farm town on Facebook, and they're not out there growing actual crops. If everybody was out there growing actual crops, we'd have a bunch of full stomachs across the world. Uh, poverty, cryptocurrency. Need I say more? So. You know, you, you make a good point, uh, and just one, uh, when you say that a better question would be, what's not wrong with computers? What's not wrong with computers? Well, that's easy. Absolutely nothing. Except for those TikToks with the cats dancing, I just can't get enough of those. But other, that's their only redeeming quality. Everything other than that, they're slowly and methodically killing us. And I think they're doing it on purpose. So, quick question. What are you using to call into the studio? Quick answer. I'm using a good old-fashioned telephone from, uh, I'm actually at my grandmother's house. I was over at her place for a Thursday evening dinner, so uh, my, my grandma Susie Lamppost, I'm, I'm calling in from her landline. The only true safe form of communication other than good old reliable snail mail. Okay, so um, what... Do you, do you just not have any computers? Do you not use computers? I, I was once a man that used many a computer, and then I saw the light, and I am here to let this little light shine to the rest of the world, and, and they ruined my life. I mean, if you could, I'm missing, I'm missing an arm. I was, I was an alcoholic. My hairline receded five inches in a matter of five days, and computers was the reason for all of those. If, if I didn't get out when I did, I'd be... I'd be six feet under, glued to my tablet, playing playing reruns of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Let me tell you, JD. But I got out, and I'm here to get everybody else out too. So you mentioned the hairline. The computer caused your hairline to recede. Talk a little more more about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's actually you know all those conversations around the blue light on the screens we're looking at, and everything like that. Some it's and this is proven science. You can look it up. All the doctors will tell you that. Human hair is actually afraid of the blue light. So the more time you have your face up against the screen, your hair is actually going to run away and even fall out to escape from the blue light. So we have blue light to thank for male pattern and, quite frankly, female pattern baldness. Thanks again, computers. What about the arm thing? You mentioned you lost an arm because of a computer. Yeah, you know how, like, the back, I mean, this was back in, in 1997, you know, those big old kind of block computers. I was, I was helping a buddy of mine move. We were on the 17th story going up the stairs, and, and he, he was carrying the computer up. I was 
walking in, just minding their own business. It slipped out of his hands, fell 17 stories, pinned my arm on the ground. I had to 127 hours style cut it off with my keys in order to escape and help my friend continue to move. And, and that's how I lost my arm. Thanks again, computers. Your friend couldn't just like lift the computer off of you or something? He was busy. He had a lot of other stuff he had to move. I mean, we only had that rental truck for like four hours. He couldn't, he couldn't be bothered. Oh, yeah, no, I that makes sense. I didn't want him to get that overcharge fee. Why, why does your name sound so familiar? I, I thought I just heard of you in, like, the, the documentary uh, industry, but if you, if you don't make documentaries, why does your name sound so familiar? I mean, Bill's a, Bill's a pretty common name there, J.D. I don't, I don't know what kind of circles you run in, but I, if I had a, a, a dollar for every bill, I'd, I'd be able to buy all the computers and then burn them. So, I don't know. No, it's more than that. Bill Fence, I know that I've... Wait a second, you're... So, your whole thing is being anti-computer, right? How, how'd you know what my tramp stamp said? That is spot on, J.D. Wow, anti-computer right across my lower back. With a red circle and one of those lines going through it, too. You know what? I've I've heard of you before. I oh, you you read my memoir? No, no. Several months ago, I had another guest on the show, and he he sort of mentioned your whole movement that you got going on. Oh, he read my memoir. Well, it wasn't so much having to do with your memoir. Uh, he well, I mean, he was from the future, and he was from the future, and they don't have computers there anymore. And he mentioned a Bill Fence whose anti-computer movement was responsible for that. Well, slap my butt and call me Sally. We Not going to do that. We rid the world of computers. Uh, 2071, that's a little longer than I'd like. If I had my choice, I'd say by 2032. But doggone it, as long as this world's rid of computers, my life will be made whole. I and my one arm could die in peace. You just invigorated me with the heat of a thousand suns, and I'm not going to stop until 2071 is the greatest year in all of human history. Death to computers! Well, you know, he didn't say that it took till 2071. He just said that by 2071 there were no more computers. Uh, so it could happen sooner, but hopefully oh, it doesn't, because that would be really bad for my uh, radio show that is online. But it'd be great for your hairline, so you can rest on that. I don't know if we'll have much of one come 2071, but it's time for us to go to break. Uh, when we come back, uh, Bill Fence, I guess you can stick around and talk about some movies that you probably haven't seen. Uh, we'll be right back. It'll be my honor. I'll Howdy, partner. Does your daily routine usually consist of train robberies, horse fights, gunslinging, or all-around adventuring throughout the Wild West? Because if it doesn't, then you need to tune in to the best cowboy comedy radio play this side of the Mississippi. And that's Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee tween, broadcasting on KZSM every Sunday at 8 p.m. Tune in. You'll be glad you did. Hello and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis, too, 
And here in the studio with me, I have uh, Bill Fence, who is, uh, well, not here in the studio, he's calling in, but I have Bill Fence, who is against computers. Hey there, Joshua. Can I call you Joshua? Joshua too, sure. Nah, I'm going to stick to Joshua, but thanks for that. So we have uh, another movie to talk about here, and uh, let's just, I guess, dive right into it and uh, talk a little bit about the next movie. The title of that movie is going to be... Uh, oh. What's... Bill? Hello? Hey, oh, oh, Joshua? Can you... Oh, oh there's someone else here in the studio with me that's weird i didn't hear you come in mm, yes hello hello I'm, I'm happy to be on the show today okay uh th- thank you for for coming um mm, of course anytime always a pleasure love your show really you're, you're a fan of the show oh yes of course I would, I would love to come on okay um who who are you um the name's graham Graham. Graham. Okay. Just Graham? Just Graham. Hello, Graham. It's nice to meet you. Okay, nice to meet you. Let me just shake your hand here and... Oh, well, uh, sorry. A little bit of a germaphobe. Oh, okay, okay. Problem with with touching things. Well, I mean, usually I offer this to my guests before the show, but since you just showed up, uh, did you... Did you want a glass of water or anything? Um, I might have my friend, my friend, come and get it for me. In a minute, but for now, I'm I'm good. Thank you, though. Your your friend, it's just you here. The... Well, I listen. He'll, he had to walk. I mean, I had to walk too. I just started walking. So let's let's um let's talk about the movie. Okay. Well, I guess first, since you're here, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like, um, I'm as I said, I'm I'm Hollow Graham. Um. I was any relation to Billy Graham, the preacher? Um, no. I mean, I I suppose in a way it's it's distant relations, all that you don't know everybody you're related to, I suppose. But um, no, I'm from this city. Been around. Love being alive. Love being corporeal. Favorite things in the world. Um, and I love movies, all of them. Every single movie. <laughs> All of them, wow. Uh, there's not a single one you dislike? I've never I've never met a movie I didn't love. Okay, um... What, I guess... How did you get here? I didn't see you well, come I, in or anything. Um, I'm very, very quiet when I walk through... I open the door, and then I walk through it. Which is how you open doors, which I do normally. Okay, usually I don't specify when I open a door, but anyways. I mean, you know, different culture I was raised in. You always say, I'm opening the door with my hand before you open it. Oh, what culture is that? Mine. Fair enough. All right. uh, Well, I guess we'll just move on to talk about that next movie we were about to discuss. Um, I guess... Bill, you probably won't have seen this, uh, and then, should I call you Graham or Hollow? Or Hollow? Oh, Graham's fine. Hollow was my father. Oh, okay. So that's like a last name you're doing, like a... 
Graham, comma. Yeah, first name. Last name is first name. First name is last name. It's a naming convention from the not the future. See, usually I don't specify when something is not from the future. Again, it's a cultural. You know, you 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 look at it and you go, "Wow, that car sure is from right now." You know what I mean? I'm just Kangaroo, you're being awfully insensitive to uh, this. You're making a lot of assumptions, and quite frankly, I'm getting some real cultural appropriation vibes from you. If I was on Twitter right now, which I'm not because computers are evil, I'm sure they would be blowing you up. So I'm not only here to save you from computers, but yourself. You should stop attacking this man's culture. Okay, look, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask it. Are you from the future? I from, from the future, I. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our second guest from the future on the show. Uh, those of you who are, thank you, thank you. Uh, those of us who are longtime list, those of you, not us, who are uh, longtime listeners on the show, uh, may remember that a while back we had someone unexpectedly show up in the studio, a uh, Martin Lloyd, who is from the year 2071. Uh, he's who I mentioned earlier that told me about Mr. Fence here. Um, I guess what what year are you from? Um, twenty seventy one. You're also from twenty seventy one. Wow. Uh, I guess that's how you know about real movies because uh, as we big show, yeah, big show in the future. We there's big a movie you got great made. things. You got great things ahead. Of, well, I mean, Josh Davis one is great things. Your story is a little more. I mean, I shouldn't say. Oh, uh, oh no. Uh, well, yeah. So just how, avoid free ra- freeways at night. That's all I gotta say. Thanks for taking a note of that. Yeah, I took down the note there. Um, So, how's the movie coming along? Uh, Martin Lloyd told me they were making a real movie. Is the movie is that still is that still coming? It's in a bit. um, There's a little bit of a little bit of a production problems, productional nightmare. Right. I mean, I'm I'm not on the crew or anything, but I, I have heard through various news outlets that it's it's running into a lot of. A lot of issues. I guess that would probably be because the lead actor was uh, sent to the past, right? Yeah, yeah he's no sent offset, and he's hasn't come back yet. So, huh? Well, uh, anyways, I guess you'll we'll be very. To you, Josh Aru. Let's get to something a little more important. Me. So, uh, tell me, tell me, Mister Graham, what is it like living in a world without computers? It must be glorious. Um, I mean, the weekend where nobody had a computer was really rough, and then um, after that, everything was fine. What do you? What do you? What? Hold on. You said uh, everybody said a weekend without a computer, great start, and then you said that everybody is fine. Did you mean like everybody's hair? Oh, came I, back I mean, I, I mean, you back? you succeeded. I mean, I've I've seen you take the last smartphone out of somebody's hand and smash it on the ground, but then three days later, they um they invented more computers now i've heard of not reinventing the wheel but reinventing the computer that's something it was a big everybody spent two days without computers and nobody everybody decided they didn't like it so they just kind of kind of went back went back harder most of the future after that point is computers the lead actor just happened to leave on the weekend where they said there wasn't going to be any more computers I'm filled with the rage of a thousand hulks. I don't understand 
they didn't give it enough time. Everybody knows that in order for the oh. effects of the no computer world to really settle in, you have to give it at least 60 years. 60 years. I mean, like they couldn't. There's also, I'm sure this affects you or it affects the original Josh Davis. Um, They couldn't even finish filming the, the movie. Part of the reason it takes so long is when they destroyed the computers, they lost all the progress on the, the CG. So I guess at least they have no problem like recasting because they can just like reshoot everything with a, with a new actor. Yeah, but you know, a lot of you have a lot of interesting guests on your show, and you know, it's it's hard to book Godzilla. He's a very difficult person to get get a hold of. Is he still around? Yeah, Godzilla's definitely around. Big star, and hey, a lot of casualties. Bill Fence. Uh, I guess you at least you know you make it to twenty seventy one. That's good news. Huh? I mean, he kind of it's kind of oh, like a martyr no. situation. Uh, I, I can't hear you. I'm, I'm shopping online for some tequila. I'm, I'm going back to the bottle. My life is meaningless. There's no hope. Well, uh, I might as well just cut off my other arm and walk around as a as, and rename myself Captain Nubby because my whole identity is a lie. Well, Graham, looks like you might be going back to a little bit different of a future than you came from. That's um, completely possible. So nah, I, nah, I'm not gonna give up. Us fences have an iron will. No, death to all computers, baby. Bounce so back fast. I guess I'll uh, need to move on to the movie we have to talk about on the show. Um, wow, this is actually kind of fitting. Uh, the next movie we have to talk about is uh, The Matrix Regurgitated, uh, and of course that is. So we kind of talked about this on the show before. Let me give a little bit of backstory for those who don't keep up with the latest movie news. Uh, as we've talked about it before on the show, uh, there was a fourth Matrix movie that came out uh, called Zeros and Ones. And all the dialogue was in binary. Uh, they were trying something new. Didn't work. Everybody hated it. Uh, I loved it. All right, well, you, well, you loved I adore all the original Zeros and Ones modern classic. Well, you, I mean, you love all movies, so, like, you probably love the new one, too. <laughs> I do. I love it. Spoiler alert. Uh, so, The Matrix Regurgitated uh, is a sort of a remake, I guess, of Zeros and Ones, but they replaced all the binary dialogue with uh, actual dialogue, so they're kind of regurgitating the movie. It's, it's a whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, so, I guess, Graham, we'll start with you if you want to talk a little bit about this movie, since... Oh, I love seen it and the lasting impact of it. All the performances. Um, it was a really interesting, really interesting idea to kind of take just what is the original actual movie, and then just kind of dub over it like a foreign film with all the. It's all the same actors, but um, they brought everybody into a studio instead of reshooting all the things. And for some reason, uh, all of the audio got desynced by about a full minute. Um, turned it into kind of an art house feature. You know, it's a puzzle. You know, when the, when the original Zeros and Ones did so poorly, they destroyed most of the copies. So they had to kind of rebuild a lot of it. So it'll be missing entire plot important scenes. It'll jump from character to flashback to character to flash forward. Um, but truly, if you can unravel its mystery, amazing film. 
gotta say, as long as people get the main message, computers are evil, I think it's a mission. That is... I got a question for you, Mr. Graham. So before you open a door, you say, I'm opening this door with my hands. Before you watch a movie, do you have to yell out, I'm watching this movie with my eyes? How does that work? No, no, no. When I'm, when I'm watching a movie, it's just, I'm inside of the, I'm in the seat. I'm in the seat, and I'm not inside of the movie. I'm in the seat, in the screen. I mean, not in the screen. I'm in the seat, in the theater, watching the movie. And I don't... It's rude to talk at a movie. I'm sure you know, Mr. Friends. It's very rude to talk at a movie theater. So I don't talk at a movie theater. Mainly because I'm in the screen. I'm in the data. I'm I'm in the seat, in the theater, at, like, an AMC. They're still around, the future. Yeah. Oh, I, I talk everywhere cool. I go. How are some people going to know that computers are evil? So I, I, can't, I can't relate there. I'm sure you're a joy at parties. <laughs> Now, Bill uh, Fence, <laughs> yes. when did you say that you got rid of all of your all of your machines, all your computers? I did, yes. But, like, wh- wh- when did that happen? When did you make the transition? Uh, that was back in uh, 1992, actually. Oh, wow. So, you know, I guess you probably haven't seen any of the, the Matrix films but uh you'd really like them the whole thing is just like how machines are bad well i wouldn't let me stop you right there i i i hate computers love tvs tvs are like god's gift to humanity so i can't i can't give me enough of all of all the uh the the movies and the and the the talkies and and everything else the kids are watching these days so uh, the matrix 92 percent accurate on what machines are going to do to us let me tell you according according to my horoscope this morning graham how accurate is that um i you know it's it's hard to they don't machines don't take over the world or anything you know of course they don't because we destroy them yeah but like after you know they weren't taking over the world when we destroyed them either not yet (laughs) one of these days i mean maybe maybe 20 years in the future but at least where I'm from, for the most advanced piece of machinery is a hologram. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time uh, for us to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we will still have Bill Fence here in the studio. And uh, Graham, can can you stick around? Um, nothing to do all day. I'm just stuck in the past. All right, perfect. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. I'm Jordan. And I'm Lexi. And we're the host of the brand new KZSM show, Swamp Gas Uggos. Join us every week as we dive into the swamps of reality and discuss cryptids, ghosts, UFOs, and everything else that goes bump in the night. I believe. And I'm scared. And you'll catch us every Sunday at 10 p.m. here on KZSM.org. Hello, and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis 2, the clone of Josh Davis. And uh, I have two great guests, uh, Figuratively in the studio with me. Uh, one of them is not literally in the studio, and that is my first guest, a uh, Mr. Bill Fence, who doesn't like computers. Hey, Joshy Poshy, can I can I call you Joshy Poshy? Uh, you can call me Joshy Poshy too. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's good to have you. And then uh, the other guest is uh, physically here in the studio. And I am. I do physically exist within the physical realm. I am currently physically here. See, when you say it like that, it sounds like you're not. It's a cult. You're again. I, I feel like you are at this point. The first two were fine. At this point, it does feel kind of like you're not understanding um, my culture. Well, that's because I'm not. I'm. I'm glad you're being honest about it. I'm, I'm glad just, we can have an open. I'm not understanding what kind of. It's just. It's the way I was. It's the way I was raised. You know. You want to announce when you're opening doors. When you want to announce 
that you do physically exist. If you threw something at me, it would not go through me. I would catch it or it would hit me. You know what? Assess that. Huh? Are you going to throw something at your guests? <laughs> Maybe. I had a lot of respect. Well, I guess you are Josh Davis, too. You're not quite the original. I'm, I'm not a perfect clown. I'm a little bit of a wild card. Let's just uh, let's just try throwing something. Well, listen, you don't got to throw anything at two, me. Two, one. To... Ow. That definitely didn't go through my head. See, no, it definitely, I didn't miss, and yet, uh, my phone just went through the window. Well, I, you know, I avoided it. I'm really fast. No, it didn't, didn't look like you did. I, you wanna... Did the phone break? Please, t- tell me the phone broke. I'm sorry to break it to you, uh, Mr. Fence, the phone did not break. These things are sturdy. They, they build them like Steve they used Jobs to. And his, and his sturdy phones. Curse you, machines! All right, Graham. I think you have some explaining to do. I will. Fine. After the weekend, where everybody got everybody was like, "Ah, not having computers sucks." They managed to figure out how to imprint a human soul onto a hologram if you had enough money. And I may, or may not, have had enough money to have imprinted my soul into a mobile hologram. So you mean to tell me your soul has merged with the computer? Merged is a strong... We live in the same house. I think merged is a strong word. We share a condo together. Mucks like you is what makes my life a living hell. I now this is a personal attack. I was I was fine with it before, but but we're hitting a point where he's he's personally he seems his vendetta isn't based on who I am as a holog as a person, but oh, so you're hollow? Is that like a ti- That's not part of your name. Is that like a title, or is that just coincidence? Uh, it is. It is very rather unfortunate that it is both the title and my father did indeed name me Hollow Graham. When I when I said Graham was my first name, I was lying. It's my last name. Is that because you're dead inside, or what's what is the Hollow? My Graham? God, sir! <laughs> I mean, if you love computers so much, you must, there must be something wrong with you. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it here. I had heard stories about Mister Fence and what he had tried to do before his untimely demise. Good things, I hope. But awful, truly awful things. Did you ever get the chance to uh, meet Bill Fence? I mean, uh, I guess in the future, prior to The now. only time I ever saw him was after his court conviction, as they were walking him up to the prison steps. Bill Fence, what do you think about that? Hey, I, I'm willing to be a martyr for the cause of humanity. Nelson Mandela did it, and I'll do it too. That's right. Nelson Mandela didn't kill hundreds in a server fire, Mr. Fence. All spare and love and war, hologram. There's going to be sacrifices. I will kill. I will rid the world of computers and don't care about how many men, women, and children I have to kill in order to save lives. Children? Wow. Strong That was part of the court case. Now that I'm thinking about it, this exact show was used before, I guess, I came on. Because I wasn't on the show. You had somebody else. But this exact recording was used in court to prove he was guilty. 
So what you're saying is I'm gonna get famous. I so in a in a way, Mr. Fence, yes, I suppose you are going to get famous. Alright, I better trim my waist long beard then and, and get ready for my time to shine. You do not, that is how you die. An unfortunate trip on your beard as it got too long. Hey, everybody knows the the, the measure of a man is the length of his chin hair. And doggone it, I'm going to make sure everybody knows I'm a man. So what's if the measure of a man is his chin hair, what's the measure of the chin hair? Uh, about waist, high, waist, uh, waist low right now. We'll see where I get in a couple of years. So... Quick question, Graham. Uh, we know that in the future there are 13 people, uh, mm. on Earth at least. Does that include holograms or are those... No. Okay. There's a lot, of, a lot of, thanks to your guest, there was a lot of kind of hemming and hawing about whether or not to include holograms into that Into count. the population. Yes, because a lot of, there are, there are more holograms than people, but because... You know, they don't physically exist, and they can't lift cups, and they degrade over time. Like, just kind of ignored in terms of population counts. Is that the, like, stipulation for what counts as population, if you can lift a cup and don't degrade over time? It is, it is. Really? Don't we all really degrade over time, though? Like, Uh, Like, really, what's the perk of becoming a hologram? Our bodies degrade over time. If you're just going to degrade over time, at least we can pick up cups. Again, this is another way that the computer sucked you in. And they're like, oh, look, you can you can go back in time. You can, you can people can throw things at your head. They'll go right through. But they just I mean, those sound some like some pretty good perks. I mean, it is it is true that most of when, you know, the, as you know, Mars exploded. Right, right. I remember that. Um, and most, all of the people living on Mars, or at least most of them, were holograms. And they're all alive, but they are floating through the cold void of space. Arguably a fate worse than death. Possibly. Very possible. But they are, they did survive it. Some of them came back to Earth, fell through the stratosphere. Oh, wow. How'd, that, how'd they get back over here? Pure accident. They were on the right side of the planet when it exploded. It was just on the left side of the planet. Exactly. The left side all just the south side went to the sun. The left side is probably floating somewhere near the Sargasso Nebula at this point. And I think maybe the north side is on the lucky ones got to Pluto. So let me get this straight. Does left replace east in the future? Because you just said left and then you went north and south. So I'm a little confused on your measures of direction uh, in 2071. Um, well, after computers got got destroyed, um, the Woo-hoo. the words east, east, and weest were kind of erased alongside them. It's one of the only things we truly lost when you destroyed computers. So now everything is left and right. You go north left. You go south right or south left. Well, I'm glad I made my mark. So, I think it is time for us to talk about the next movie we have on the show. Uh, you guys, you guys ready to talk about it? I love movies. Yeah, I'd rather talk about the death of computers, but I guess you can't have your cake Again, and eat it too. Feeling like a personal attack at this point. This is why sure. I didn't want to tell you I was a hologram. 
because I wanted to be on the show, and the only day I could make it was today, but I knew this was the day that you would have Mr. Fence on your program. Right, because you have, like, a record of... Exactly. I, I have. I own all of the DVDs of the real movie show. So did you already know you were going to be on the show today? Um, I think this is the first trip back in time, before the cycle starts. So you said there was another guest that was originally on this show in the court, in the recording that played in court, but they clearly didn't show up and you did instead. Did you, as a computer, kill this other person? Because that would be very on brand for you. Well, what I, I can't, I'm a hologram. I can't choke anybody. I can't hold you a distract knife. distract them when they're driving and they run into like a light pole and then they die. I mean, I guess, but also because it's very difficult for a hologram to sit in a car, the car just goes through you. Oh, well, actually, I'm looking at my phone, which uh, I did retrieve at some point from outside, and I'm seeing that the other guest texted that they were on the way to the studio and they heard that Nairi had another guest on, so that must be what happened there. Yeah, I did, I did yeah, well, that's, you know. That's considerably less exciting. That's what they say about this show. All right, so... uh the next movie we have to talk about is uh, the Doodle Jump movie. Uh, Classic. That is, of course, the movie adaptation of the uh, famous app, uh, which Bill Fence, you got rid of technology before this. You probably don't know what Doodle Jump is. It's a whole thing where you jump up to platforms, and I feel like it's self-explanatory. Uh, a modern parable. I know what doodling is. I know what jumping is. I think I can put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine that. Uh, I'm picturing like a little green elephant man. Is that is that about right? Surprisingly accurate. Yeah, it's a little, little too accurate. Uh, Mr. Fence, did you happen to? Where did you? How did you come up with this image of a little green elephant man? Well, he's my imaginary friend, so I just anytime I'm imagining something, he he often finds his way in there. Are you? Sh- Oddly, again, oddly specific that your imaginary friend is the lead character from Doodle Jump. That is really strange. I mean, I, I do, I black out every now and then, and, and I, back in about maybe like 2010, I had about a year and a half where I blacked out, and I woke up and I had a lot of money in my bank account, but I never really questioned it, and I just moved on with my crusade against computers, and now maybe every day or so I'll black out for like another day or so, but... I don't think that's relevant to this. That explains some stuff, but raises a lot of questions about Doodle Jump 2. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have to go to break. When we come back, uh, I'll be here with uh, Hologram and Bill Fence, and we'll be talking about some upcoming movies. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Order in the court. In the distant year of 2021, mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size, and there is one common need that unites them all. Not food, not water, in space, Everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell you who. 
Lance Vibrato, Astronaut Attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, Astronaut Attorney. Only on KZSM.org. And welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis, and I have here in the studio with me an uh, anti-machine uh, proponent, uh, Bill Fence. Hey there, Josh F. Biden. Can I call you Josh F. Biden? Uh, Josh F. Biden, too. Eh, that doesn't have the same ring to it. And uh, I also have here in the studio with me a hologram. Uh, please, um... Uh, Hollow is my father. Call me Graham. So you just just go by your last name? Well, I, yeah. Hollow's kind of, you know, I take roll call at school. I'd be like, is Hollow Graham here? And everybody laugh, and I had to stand up. So your father's also named Hollow Graham. I am Hollow Graham. I am Hollow F Graham the second. Oh, okay. Not Junior, just the second. The second, yeah. Interesting. Oh well, it's time for us to. Uh get into some upcoming movies uh, are you guys ready to talk about them always as long as they have to do with the uh, disparaging uh, ideals around computers i'm game baby you know bill i didn't want to say anything but it sounds like you might have a little something in in your throat do you do you want to try clearing yeah, that actually i've had this most of them. let me try clearing my throat <clears> throat> okay yeah let's talk about some movies now all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have some upcoming movies to discuss. Uh, so the way this works for those listening for the first time, uh, I'm going to read the titles of some uh, real mo- upcoming movies that are coming to theaters soon. Uh, and then my guests are going to take turns giving uh, descriptions of these movies to you that are also real. Uh, the descriptions are just as real as the titles, just as real as the guests. Uh, they're real descriptions for real movies. You guys ready to get started? Let's do it. All right. Uh, Bill, I'm going to give you the first one. Uh, I know you don't... Well, you mentioned you use TV, so you might have heard of these, and uh, you can talk a little bit about what they're about. The first one to talk about is The King's Daughter. Yeah, so I actually I did hear about that movie, and uh, it was about a, a king, and uh, he had a daughter... And it's really the tale of uh, a father and daughter, a bonding story, as and they, they go about the world to uh, rid their kingdom of uh, all computers. And so it was actually inspired by my New York Times war-selling uh, memoir, A Page Against the Machine. And uh, it's it's really it's a it's a, a, a fantasy version of of uh, uh, kind of my my own life. And uh, I have paid uh, a 1.5 million of my own dollars that just randomly showed up in my bank account to get this movie uh, made and distributed. And I hope it's going to uh, help a lot of individuals uh, see the light and how uh, terrible um, uh, computers truly are and how they can tear families apart, one father and, uh, and daughter at a time. And it's set in medieval France. Oh, wow, I didn't realize New York Times had a worse sellers list. Uh it becomes you um, do. in the future. It becomes bigger than the bestsellers. You always have to find out wow. who's on the worst sellers list. I've actually had seventeen people return my book, so that's uh, 
That's, how many, that's how you get on the list. How many have bought it? Uh, I I gave away all 17 copies for free. Did they get a refund when they returned it? Uh, I, I had to pay them to take the book back, actually. All right, the next mm-hmm. uh, upcoming movie, uh, Graham, if you want to take this one, is uh, called Redeeming Love. Now, Redeeming Love is a beautiful, wonderful love story about a hologram and a human who fall in love with each other. Um, it's really gorgeous. It's set in the backdrop of 2050s Los Angeles, you know, when half of the city is underwater. Um, beautiful sunsets. Um, it's really, it's a beautiful story about learning to accept someone for who they are and, and embracing futuristic technology and an advancement into an unending age. How uh, accurately did, does the movie predict the 2050s? Um little romanticized um there's far less there's far less earthquakes um in the movie or in real life uh in the movie there's far less earthquakes in the movie if you were in la in the 2050s um you couldn't keep the camera still so they they didn't shoot it on location um but it's also just it's the the sun's not bright enough the sun gets a lot brighter in the future so it's not doesn't actually get any hotter it just gets brighter when nobody figured out how that works, but they um they had to tone it down for the movie a little bit. Otherwise, people would just it's like staring into the sun every sunset. Um, but yeah, other than that, it is it is pretty accurate. I felt represented as a hologram watching the movie. Um, it made me feel made me feel like I I was seen, and it was really cool to see a hologram on screen. Sounds like a real snooze fest. All right, Mister Fence, if you if you keep talking like this, I'm we're gonna have a problem. That's Mr. Fence to you. That's what I said. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Fence, if you want to take the next upcoming movie we have to talk about, uh, it is The Tiger Rising. Yeah, so uh, this movie is uh, is about a tiger, and he rises against computers, and uh, he, he steps alongside humans as he realizes everything that computers are doing to the animal kingdom, and all tigers and uh, humans uh, form an alliance, and and they they battle machines, and they're eventually uh, victorious, and everybody uh, lives uh, happily ever after, hologram free. Oh, hologram free. Okay. Did holograms play Not a role in the movie prior to like that? The um, they did. There was a big push to to remove Mister Fence. Actually, during the production, gave a big push to remove the hologram actors from the film. Um, it was seen as a big kind of civil rights issue at the time. Mr. Fence, have have you done that yet? Or is that still like coming prior to the release of the film? Well, I haven't seen uh, too many holograms uh, walking around, but uh, that sounds pretty on brand for me. So I'd imagine if, especially if they're all like this guy, um, I'm probably going to want them nowhere, nowhere near the set. So they can all go wait 30 years and then fall in love with somebody that they can never truly kiss and then um, deteriorate into sadness. All right, uh, Mr. Graham, uh, the final upcoming movie we have to talk about is yours. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming for us and already out for 50 years for you movie War Hunt? Um, War Hunt is, is a movie about a, 
a group of holograms who have had enough of Bill Fence's bullying and lies and band together and turn him into a hologram and hunt him on the virtual plane. Wow. uh, It's a true story. It's a true story. It will be a true story. Bill, your thoughts? Uh, for somebody who doesn't have a uh, physical brain and capable of emotions, somebody's getting pretty sensitive. And how do the uh, how do the cold spaghettios that I know you've eaten for dinner taste, Bill? Uh, it's my grand. <coughs> oh, oh, no, it's back. Uh, it was actually my grandmother's homemade lasagna. No, no, no. It can pick up things. Bill, you wrote it all down in your memoir. We know what you ate tonight. It's a can of uncooked SpaghettiOs in your dark grandmother's house, as you guessed on this show. Hey, just because I haven't had the opportunity to pay the light bill doesn't mean you can come in, Mr. Oh, I'm hologram. I'm made of light. Don't judge me. Yeah, Yeah. I have light wherever I go, Bill. What about you? Do lights count as computers? That depends on who you're asking. Where's the line between computer and just, like, general electricity? Where do we draw that line? Bill? Uh, I I draw the line uh, right about when you can uh, watch um, uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy explain electrons to you. If you can do that on it, it's a computer. If you can't, it's just... (laughs) If you can't, it's just electricity. But you said you watch TVs. Yes, Mr. Hypocrite. I, I do watch TVs, but they're not connected to the to the internet, Joshi Pashi. So, but it's still by your definition, it would be a computer. Listen, I don't have to sit here and listen to a somebody who can't even use chopsticks. Somebody's getting a little sensitive. Yeah, because I have a human brain. <laughs> well, folks, we are out of time on the show. Um, hate to leave things on such a tumultuous note between my guests, but gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, Bill Fence, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I congratulate you on your upcoming 50 years of success, and, uh, my condolences for your holographic fate. Uh, thank you, and if I could just encourage one last thing to your listeners, it's, uh, uh throw away every computer you own now before it's too late. And, uh, Graham, uh, thank you so much for, uh, coming back in time and being on my show. It's always an absolute pleasure. And now I've found purpose being back here in the past. I know exactly what I'm going to do. What's that? I'm going to find Bill Fence and turn him into a hologram. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Bring it on, you see-through piece of trash. All right, you... (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have on the show. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week.